We interrupt this program for this important announcement. We take you live to the scene where our reporter is standing by. Eastern box tunnels are in crisis this time of year due to road collision mortality. Warming rains and summer temperatures have box turtles on the move in search of mates, nesting sites, and food. It is here where they inevitably must cross roads, highways, and streets, where these little turtles are most likely to perish. Biologists, naturalists, and wildlife rehabilitators are asking for your help. Be on the lookout for turtles crossing the roads. If you see a small rounded object in the road, slow down and pass safely over or around the turtle. You can also move the turtle to safety. If it is safe to do so, and only if it is safe to do so, pull over, look both ways, and pick up the little turtle. Make sure you move it to the side of the road in the direction in which it's headed. So we are asking you, no pleading, do your part. Be an attentive driver, take the time to learn more about box turtles and how you can help. And you can start by tuning into this episode of Walking on the Wild Side. Back to you. And welcome to Walking on the Wild Side, a podcast dedicated to exploring the beauty and diversity of nature and instilling in you, our listeners, a curiosity about our natural world and hopefully fostering a sense of appreciation for the beauty and diversity found here in the Southeast. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, my lovely wife, Gabrielle, with whom I share many adventures with and is on her way to becoming quite the naturalist herself. Hello, hello. So our second, third podcast and also we get breaking news. I know. Wasn't that exciting? Wow. Well, you know what? I'll tell you. The box turtle, which is what we're talking about today, has kind of deserved some breaking news because I think many people have kind of taken the little box turtle for granted. I agree. So uh, when's the last time? When's the, well, it's not last time. When's the first time you think you saw a box turtle in the wild? Can you recall that? Oh, Lord. Um, the f- first time i feel like i was little little and playing around a pond somewhere okay i i think um if i remember i think i was like i was all the time well there's another midnight friend of ours that should let you know that we're actually celebrating this podcast and doing it outside on the porch and that is a whippoorwill we'll be talking about that little friend Maybe in a few episodes. Yeah, that'd be a good episode to talk about. Yeah, it they're would. pretty cool. Yeah, they are. So I remember myself going up in the woods and I found a box turtle, believe it or not, under a log. I didn't know really? what it was. And I, saw, I thought I'd found a shell, you know, and I, I kind of knew from my reading because I was that little dorky kid. I read everything I could get my hands on. So I knew about box turtles, but I couldn't believe that I found a box turtle shell. When I picked it up, it was closed shut and there was a turtle in it. And I was so excited. I'll never forget that feeling of finding a box turtle on my own. But as all my adventures were when I was a kid, I was up in the woods by myself. So I didn't have anybody to celebrate with. So I talked to the turtle and told him how happy I was that I got to see him. And I hope he got to be safe and lived underneath the log for the rest of his life. So that was kind of a neat thing for me. Well, I'm sure he appreciated that. I hope so. I probably scared the crap out of him. <laughs> probably so. Which is why he was all holed up in his shell. Absolutely. He didn't come out and talk to me. I can tell you that. So. Well, I remember a couple of summers ago, I was looking out the back of our house towards our beehives, just checking things out, and all of a sudden I saw this thing, this little blob of black kind of moving across the ground, and he he wasn't like really fast, but... I mean, it was a good, like, three three miles an hour or so. He was clipping along pretty decent. Did you have your uh, your little radar gun out there and you were, you were clocking oh, that little booger? Is that what you were doing? I was clocking him. <laughs> I remember that because we saw him vividly 
when he crawled out into that little patch of sand right there by the beehives and and you could see him and i think at that point we realized it was a turtle but then i think we put two and two together and saw it's a box turtle and and both of us shot out the back door and went down there and it was a little female remember Mm, yeah yeah so I, I think that was right after we moved in, and I was tickled to death because, you know, I was hoping we'd have box turtles out here. And lo and behold, guess what? We have box turtles, and that's probably one of about four or five that we've yeah. found on the property so far. Yeah, so, uh, we've been really fortunate. We, we have, and I think we're, we're doing a good job with managing our property, too, you know, with the not, no pesticides or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel really good about the food that they're getting and things like that. So hopefully they've got a safe haven here. But um, so... You know, they're a box turtle and stuff. You ever you ever think about why they're called a box turtle? Put them up. Put them up. That's right. They're, they're the only uh, fighting turtle that we should know. Actually, uh, you know, and, and they're not square. That's the no. other thing. You know, you, you got to remember they're not a square turtle, even though they are a box turtle. But really, it comes from the fact that their shell can actually close completely tight. Uh, and right there, probably about a quarter of the way down from their head, the box turtle shell is actually hinged. Mm. like the flaps of a box so when it closes i mean you're not prying that thing open it is closed tight and it's almost waterproof it's so tight right so uh so that helps them with predators and stuff like that yeah you've been talking about box turtles and and a little bit about them but the question that i've got is how can you tell a box turtle is a box turtle as opposed to a yellow belly slider or any of the other turtles out there yeah, you know, sometimes I take for granted, you know, seeing turtles and stuff like that, that people know what a box turtle is, but that's a good question. Don't don't get them confused with, like, sliders and cooters and stuff yeah. like that. They they don't swim very well. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget where I used to work. I saw a lady with a box turtle. She had found one close to the road, and she had stopped and picked it up, and she was going to rescue it. And I thought, that is fantastic. And I said, well, where are you taking them? I said, don't take them too far away. She said, no, no, I'm taking them back to his habitat. And I said, well, where, where in the world is that? She was going to throw him in a pond. <gasps> oh. Yeah, and, and so a box turtle, you throw him in a deep pond, and he if he submerses too far down, he, he'll drown. Right. Uh, they can swim. They can swim a little bit. I've seen them swimming in water that's about a foot and a half, two feet deep. They can swim if they have to, but, but they sink, you know, and eventually they'll come back up to the surface, hopefully, and swim off. But this particular pond she was going to throw that turtle in. Um, had steep sides, that that turtle would have never gotten out of that right. pond and he would have just sunk and he would have died. Well, and I think a so. lot of people just assume, because that's normally where you see turtles, the sliders and stuff like that, you see them on logs and things in, in water. Yeah. So I think that's a common assumption. It is, and I think it's good to, to be able to tell folks that, you know, if you see a box turtle and you see him on the edge of the water, don't throw him in the water. He, he doesn't want to be in that water. He's right. just cooling off, so let him be, but... You know, box turtles are, they're about four to six inches in length, and their shell is domed. You know, it's not hmm. flat, kind of like a uh, like a yellow-bellied slider or like a soft shell or a cooter or something like that. Right. It's actually got a domed shell. It looks almost more tortoise-like, if you will, hmm. but they're not a tortoise, you know, of course. Right. They're, they're a turtle. But they've also got the stubby legs, and the cool thing about them is, is, uh, is they've got that brilliantly colored head especially in the males they've got splotches of yeah. yellow or orange on their head depending on if it's male or female mm-hmm. we'll chat about that in a second here but but they got those markings and the shells have markings most of them do of course some of the populations uh like the three-toed box turtle their shell actually becomes more of a uh, just a tan khaki color but the box turtles mostly have marked shells so they blend in with that leaf litter and stuff on the bottom which is kind of nice. neat so yeah. yeah i think a lot of people too have the misconception that turtles in general are able to to p- completely pull out of their shells 
Huh. I bet I know the problem for that. I, I better know why. You ever see those Bugs Bunny cartoons where the yes. turtle just... <laughs> yep. <laughs> he wriggles out of it like it's a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is uh, that is not true. Yeah, you're right. They, they can. It's actually part of their body. Um, You know, their skin's attached to it. And actually, if you look at a turtle shell, whether it be a box turtle, slider, or whatever... If you look at the carapace and look inside, you'll actually see the backbone. It's part of their skeleton. So it's not something that they can take on and off or anything like that. Yeah, it, no, it's, no wardrobe changes. No, not at all. They can, and when they outgrow it, they can't get into a bigger shell. It's okay. fused in with that shell. In fact, those colorful scales on the back of the shell actually are just that. They're they're kind of color plates. And if you were to peel those off of like a, of, of a shell from a, from a dead turtle... You'll see this all bone underneath, and there's actually fissures uh, and sutures where they join together, kind of almost like the sutures on our head of our, you know, our skull. So it's a it's an actual mm. part of their body. It is a living, breathing part of their body. I think that's important because you know, unfortunately, too, a lot of people will take box turtles from the wild and they think it's kind of cute to to paint their shells, and oh, uh, that's yeah. terrible because, yeah. like I said, they breathe. You know. Uh, it's a breathing part of their body as well. They have lungs. They breathe through their nostrils and mouth like regular animals do. But they, they do kind of respirate through through their shell a little bit. And so when you when you paint that over with a sealing paint, it would be just like us wrapping our body with saran wrap. And, you know, we could, we could actually die that way as well. So, right. so hopefully, guys, if you're out there, you know, it's okay to, to put a mark on the box turtle in terms of like a mark and recapture study, but please, please don't decorate these shells don't, and don't paint them. They are not painted turtles. They are box turtles. They are not. And let's <laughs> let nature paint the turtles, That's not, right. not us, you know. So, That's right. Uh, Mother Nature's fine on her own. She I doesn't think, need our help. I think she does a good thing. And the other thing, too, is if you paint those box turtles and everything, what happens if they stick out and a predator finds them? Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, so let's, uh, let's kind of refrain from doing that. And I have seen a, a couple of box turtles in the wild that have had some decorations if you will put on them and uh and that's just that's just unfortunate and i know a lot of people don't mean anything by it but uh but let's let's try to make sure we learn about these box turtles because i don't think anybody painting those turtles wants to harm those turtles by any means yeah so uh so let's refrain from that if we can so absolutely but let's talk a little bit more about the the box turtle themselves you know yeah uh such cooler landlords and, and someone asked me marvin what do box turtles eat and I mean, anything they can get their little mouths around. They eat fruit. They eat insects. They eat slugs and snails. Carrion, which is dead and decaying animals. They may only eat roots, flowers, berries, all kinds of cool stuff. So so they are truly what they call omnivorous. You know, they can eat plants. They can eat animal products, meats, stuff like that. I mean, so they're, they're omnivorous. And they roam around on the forest floor. And a lot of times you'll see things like... Um, Blackberry bushes with low-hanging berries, they'll reach up and grab those. And uh, I'll never forget seeing one feed on some mock strawberries, you know, in the woods one time. And he looked like a deranged turtle because he had all this red around his mouth. <laughs> and he looked like he had been like a like a zombie turtle, you know. But, uh, you know, they're poikilothermic, which is a, a real fancy word of saying they're actually cold-blooded animals. So uh, they, they don't really handle the heat very well, though. You know, it's, it's funny because... You think a turtle and being a reptile here in the southeast, it could handle the heat pretty good, but they don't. They don't handle the heat very well. So usually, when it's really hot, they kind of they kind of go into the shade. They burrow under logs, which is where mm. I found that one when yeah. I was young. 
They also will go down to like streams and stuff like that and crawl in the water and cool off in water or they'll dig down in the mud if they can, you know, to, to cool themselves off. But uh, they'll walk around during rainstorms or usually right after a rainstorm. That's when you start seeing them move around and stuff. And people hiking on trails and stuff like that will often encounter box turtles right after a nice spring or summer rain, which is kind of cool. So talking about their lifespan, it's interesting. Box turtles can live somewhere around 30, 40 years. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of other turtles live like 15 to 25 in the wild. So they're a pretty long-lived turtle. Yeah, that's crazy. What else about them? Did Did you hear how long they can live? I've heard documented cases of them living upwards of a hundred years. Hundred years old. That's that is crazy. A, that's some, and and they're a, so they're a slow growing organism. Uh, they're not sexually mature until they're about four or five years of age. You know, we're going to get a little bit risque here for a second. Um, <laughs> turtles do mate. You know, the males and females don't pair bond. They don't bond for life. And uh, and they actually, when the male inseminates the female, uh, she can retain that sperm inside of her for quite some time. And she, I believe they say she can go for about three or four years and still be fertile uh, from that, you know, for years to come. So, you know, they don't have to actually mate every year, every time to lay eggs. And, and when they lay eggs, they only lay about, you know, three to eight eggs, something like that. It's not a lot of eggs. And uh, she uses her hind legs to dig a little depression in the ground and she plops those eggs in there and then once she leaves that's it she doesn't come back to the nest the babies hatch and when they're little hatchlings they are so cryptically colored that they go off and live usually under the leaf litter for about four or five years but unfortunately most of those little box turtles succumb to predation you know a lot of things will eat little box turtles box turtle eggs and stuff like that but if they make it past that first or second year uh, they've got a pretty good chance to survive normally but they do mate and they do copulate So have you ever thought about, you know, a box turtle climbing on top of a female box turtle with a flat plastron and a round top shell? That's kind of precarious, wouldn't you say? That'd be like me at the gym on an exercise ball. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Right off that thing. Bounce right off and (laughs) pick up and try to get back on again. End up on the floor on my back, (laughs) on my legs and arms in the air flailing. Just just like a turtle on his back. (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly. So, you know, to help that, the male actually has a a cup shape, kind of a depression in his shell on the plastron to be able to allow him to stabilize himself just a little bit when he climbs up on the female for mating. Excellent. So, so it's kind of neat. You can tell that you can pick that box turtle up and flip him over on his back. And sure enough, you see that divot and that's definitely yeah. a sign of a male. So, uh, so, so yeah. I, I know another way you can tell them apart too is the color of their eye. If I'm not mistaken, you are not mistaken. A so go ahead. What's the difference? Female turtle will have a brown eyes. Ah. Henceforth, the teaser that we gave you guys on our last episode, our (laughs) 60-year-old brown-eyed girl. You got it. That's exactly right. I I wonder how many people out there uh, figured that one out. So, yeah, 60-year-old, because we talked about the lifespan of the box turtle being 30, 40 years, sometimes exceeding 100. Uh Yep. So, 60-year-old and then the female? Female, brown eyes. Brown-eyed girl. male has red eyes. Male has red eyes. So, another way to tell them apart. And, of course... Nature is never 100% absolute, so there can be some females that have some, eh, you know, reddish colored eyes and stuff. But for the most part, those characteristics of bright coloration on the legs and the little divot in the plastron and the reddish eyes is a pretty good way to tame the males and females. And I always joke and say that the males have red eyes because they're always up and wandering, you know, and they do wander. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the, the mating season earlier that we talked about is like May through July. So this time of year is when they're actually wandering around trying to find a mate. 
Oh, you know, when we were coming home from dinner the other night, uh, we're driving down the road and we saw what looked like a rock or a leaf or something in the road from a distance. And as we got closer, it was moving slowly. Uh, So we passed over it and stopped and got out. And it was actually a turtle, a box turtle, crossing the road. Yeah, it was. And and of course, being good uh, motorists that we are. We made sure nobody was coming flying up on us behind us. Yeah, turned our flashers on. Yep, and we uh, we were able to pull safely past the turtle. You stayed in the truck for a second so I could jump out, and I grabbed that box turtle, and it was a male because he uh, he had come out of his shell just a little bit, and so I was going to put him on the side of the road. And and this is important because box turtles they're pretty stubborn. So if he's headed in one direction. If I were to put him on the other side of the road, opposite of the way he was headed, <laughs> hey, all he's going to do is walk back across that road again. Right. So uh, if you're out there, just like the uh, the gentleman said in the news break up there, the, the breaking news, if you find a box turtle and he's facing to the right, take him to the other side of the road in which he's facing and put him safely in the grass or something like that. That's the best thing to do. Don't just, even if he's right on the edge of the road, don't stick him just right off the edge of the road. Walk him across the road if it's safe. And put him off in the grass somewhere so he'll continue crawling in the direction yeah. he's going. That That's kind of one of the big issues that turtles are facing because, you know, back when he probably established his territory, there probably wasn't a road there. True. You know, yeah. and, and that's called habitat fragmentation. You know, you think about a large parcel of land and then we come in and put in neighborhoods and stuff and we crisscross all that land with roads. Well, the box turtles don't know that. So they still cross those roads and that is very perilous. For, for a box turtle or any turtle or any animal, for that matter, crossing the road. It's it, it's difficult. But imagine if you only go two to three miles per hour. Right. Um, it can be really difficult. And, and what do we say a turtle does when he gets scared? Pulls into his shell. Yeah. So if it takes him a little bit of time to safely come out of his shell, how many cars are going to pass over and, and hit that turtle before he finally can get across the road? So it's, right. it's pretty dangerous for those guys. And whatever you do, don't pick them up and take them home and think you're going to put them in the pond or in your backyard or something like that. We already talked about them not being swimmers. They don't have webbed feet. And right. They don't. They can drown easily. Um because they do have a strong homing sense. They don't like to roam outside their territory. And if you were to take them 50 feet outside their territory, they'd walk right back and be able to yeah. find their way right back. But gosh, imagine if you tried to take them to your yard and you put them in a fenced-in yard because you want a box turtle in your yard. That poor turtle is going to spend the rest of his life trying to get out of your yard and back to his home range. So that's why wild box turtles do not make good pets at all. Um, and it's very stressful for them to, uh, when they're taken out of their territory and they can't find their way back or there's a barrier, uh, between them. So by all means, that's a very good point. Whatever you do, don't take a box turtle out of its habitat and try to relocate him. Try to be a, you know, you're trying to be a good steward and say, well, he's, it's so dangerous for him crossing these roads. I'll take him to a, a forest or someplace where I can let him go where there's no roads. He, he will, he will die trying to get back to his home range. He'll try right. to get back as much as he can. So just the fact that box turtles have a population number like they do is, is amazing with all the things going against them. And, and that's not even talking about, you know, the other stuff we'll talk about shortly. But uh, box turtles have been taken advantage of out in the wild. Mm. People have been capturing box turtles and selling them on the black market or selling them on the, uh, on the illegal pet trade market or just selling them overseas for food, for pets, and, and even silly things like turtle races and stuff like that, yeah. which is kind of silly. But South Carolina's laws at the time didn't protect turtles. I mean, it, you could you could possess and harvest turtles if you wanted to. And so I think it took a couple of 
pretty high-profile cases of people smuggling turtles. Now, get that. Smuggling mm-hmm. turtles in suitcases and stuff like that. And it doesn't sound too too harmful until you realize that one of the people they busted, actually they busted them here around us up here in the Piedmont. The guy had 125 turtles he wow. collected from the wild, and he was going to sell them on the black market. Wow. So the turtles over in Asia and places like that, they pretty much extirpated all their turtles. So they're buying our turtles for the pet trade, for food, for all kinds of things. And it is just horrible. And so people used to come to South Carolina just to harvest those turtles because we didn't have very good laws. But thanks to our governor, Government Masters, he actually passed into law, I think, last October, October 2020, laws protecting our turtles, all of our amphibians and turtles and stuff, especially those that can be considered threatened or endangered, like the terrapin on the coast. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness those laws were passed, and hopefully we can see our box turtles kind of rebound. But the other thing a lot of people don't think about is uh, parking lots. You know, you, oh, you think yeah. about all this grass and, and land that a turtle can walk over, and then all of a sudden you put a huge parking lot in July here in the south, you know, it'd be 90 degrees. Imagine right. a box turtle trying to cross blacktop. Um, so a lot of them perish that way as well. And uh, it, it's just, you know, they, they don't really... Um, react or respond well to development as many wild animals don't react to development well you know but unfortunately that's the thing that happens so you know we're, we're starting to see a lot of people change those attitudes though you know there there's probably more interest in box turtles now than there's ever been there's a lot of citizen science uh initiatives out there where people are marking and recapturing box turtles uh they're asking people if you find a box turtle to bring it to them they'll mark it and then they take them back and release them exactly where they found them and then when they catch them again, they measure them, see how they grow. They're checking to see where they're going, how they're growing, how safe they are and stuff. So, you know, again, citizen science initiatives are extremely important because it just doubles, triples, or quadruples the number of eyes out there for scientists. Right. You know, So I'm glad people are so interested in box turtles now because, you know, it's quite a uh, charismatic little guy, you know, if you think about it. I, I like those box turtles. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, you know telling grandkids and great-grandkids one day that, oh, there used to be these things called box turtles. Oh. You know, I mean, I'd hate for that to be the same way. I'd rather be able to take them out in the wood and go, hey, here's a box turtle. This is yeah. a cool animal. Check that, this guy out. Yeah, you know, why do you think he calls them a box? You know, and let kids learn. It's always fun to, to come across those animals in the woods, you know, and see those things. And those are very teachable moments. And guess what? If you're an adult... You don't know why they're called a box turtle. Ask questions, and guess what, man? You guys can go together and find out. You could even pick him up and take a look at him closely if you want to, and then put him back on the ground and let him go on his merry way. Yeah. But uh, curiosity is a good thing with those. So, guys, please, if you're if you're driving to work or you're out driving around, just please be an attentive driver. You know, if you see something in the road, you know, something rounded and dark, just just slow down a little bit. And if it is a box turtle, then you can kind of go around it without being at full speed and having to swerve. Uh, or you don't have to make some evasive maneuver. If you slow down, you can safely pass over or around that turtle and you can save that turtle's life and you can be a, a wildlife hero, don't yeah, you think? absolutely. So for next week's podcast, I love these little teasers that you always give us. What is, give us a teaser for next week's podcast. Well, I think next week's podcast is going to be about a critter that um, he knows the song, but he doesn't know the words. Oh. And that's about the only thing I can say about that. I'll say he he knows the song, he just doesn't know the words, so he has to be able to Mm -hmm. do what he can to be able to sing that song. 
All right. Is that a good one? That's a good one. Fantastic. See so, if you guys can figure that one out. That's going to be a good one, but hopefully it's going to be a fun podcast, and I hope you guys are enjoying uh, our podcast and stuff. Did you see uh, Did you see earlier this week we got picked up by some other platforms? Yeah, I did. That's exciting. Yeah, so we're now on like Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, even Pandora, so... Uh, hopefully awesome. we keep rolling. Hopefully you guys like what we're doing here. If you like what we're doing, we ask that you subscribe. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Oh, let review us, would be let good. Let us know how much you like the podcast. Yep. And if you got any uh, any topics you would like for us to cover in the future, we'd be more than happy to have uh, have your suggestions for us. But the one thing that we would ask you to do, we would just tell you that you know what, there's really no way for you to see this stuff when you're sitting inside. So if you want to see some of this cool stuff and experience the joy of nature like we are, the only way you can do it is by walking, walking on, on the, the wild, wild side. side.